0: Hi, my name is Jennifer Dykes, Chief of Communications for the VA Salt Lake City Healthcare System. On this episode of Upholding Valor, we're going to talk candidly with veterans who have battled suicide. But before we get started, if you're in crisis, please reach out for help. Contact the National Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255. Or if it's an emergency, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room. Now we'll hear from Iraq war veteran and suicide survivor, Tammy Joy Lane. Tammy was not proud of her service. When she returned from the battlefield, she was carrying shame and trying to hide her invisible wounds. I had never really left Utah going to Iraq.
3: It was just crazy to be. I turned 21 in Baghdad, and my mom sent me these apple beers so we could celebrate, and she sent me this cake. I just always remember that. While I was there, I loved it. I love how you have like one job and you do it good and then lots of hard things happen. Like for me getting bombed every day where it kind of became normal you know you'd hear it go in which sounds just like a firework. You'd hear the mortars go in and you're like I hope that doesn't hit me and then when it lands you're like I hope that didn't hit any of my buddies. I had military sexual trauma and looking back it just affects you differently you know like when you're there it's just a whole different world and then once your own team is like not on your team it makes it even harder I actually tried to kill myself while I was in combat and so I came home early so I always felt like I didn't do a good job I didn't I didn't come home like a hero. I I always felt, like, I don't know, guilty or, like, ashamed of my time there. Some of my friends wouldn't even know I was in the service because I just didn't talk about it because I didn't feel proud about it.
0: Joining us now is Alan Morris, a Vietnam-era Navy veteran whose battle with depression reached its darkest point one evening when he put a gun to his head and contemplated ending it all.
1: Originally went in Navy to spend three years in, try to get bills paid off and everything. I ended up spending 21 years in the Navy. Had some problems in the Navy that caused PTSD and depression and uh, it also caused some thoughts towards suicide. After I retired, I went back to school, became a nurse, worked as an RN for about 10, 12 years. And during that time, I worked various positions, was able to get my focus off of problems that I had. And then towards the end of my work time, I got very depressed and uh, ended up getting suicidal. And I had put a gun to my head. And I was ready to pull the trigger. And then I thought I didn't want my wife to see me like that. Oh, what was going through my head before and when I picked up my gun was uh, I I've got to stop this pain. I've got to stop hurting, and it's not a physical pain. It's the emotional pain, and you've got to to st- stop that. And uh, luckily, I thought of my my wife, and I didn't pull the trigger. But a lot of times, there's A constant emotional pain And it is wears on you so much That you've got to do something for it
3: If you imagine a superhighway Like this is what people That have never felt suicidal Don't understand Something happens Like I upset someone And I hurt someone's feelings And they're mad at me And they like aren't my friend anymore I go right to I gotta kill myself And so what happens is the pathway to i mean to kill myself, is so there.
2: The immediate response to a suicidal impulse, impulse is uh, incredibly uh, instrumental. Uh, the, the goal is uh, when people are that distressed, when people are on that edge, uh, people are often struggling with an incredible amount of stressors, uh, relationship breakups, um, problems at work, problems with their family, uh, this might be on top of substance uh, issues or mental health issues. When someone's in that distressed state, they are not thinking in their, in their best way. So if we can put a little bit of time in between that impulse and the action, it makes a huge bit of difference because it can really allow somebody to rethink. It can also allow other people to intervene, um, either on the crisis line, a family member, and so forth. Uh, my name is Michael Tregekis. I'm a psychologist at the Salt Lake City VA, working as the suicide prevention clinical director. A lot is afoot uh, in terms of what we're doing for suicide prevention here in Salt Lake City and actually nationally. Suicide prevention is one of the Secretary of the VA's enterprise priorities, so all elements and uh, factions of the VA are prioritizing suicide prevention, the hospital, the benefits administration, and so forth. In addition, there are a number of national initiatives. Uh, The biggest one at this point is the public health initiative. So starting at the end of last year, VA National has a 10-year plan to implement implement suicide prevention in the community. So that's going to include education in the community, including uh, suicide prevention training, partnerships with the community members, religious organizations. Um, The the big goal is to go beyond the hospital walls and get into the community. There's a VA adage uh, that says suicide is everybody's business. And there's a a hashtag be there to help everybody understand um, how to how to understand suicide, how to address it. And and this is all because uh, while suicide is a, a prominent issue for the veteran community. It's really an everyone issue across the board, across all age demographics, gender, uh, veteran status, non-veteran status. Even globally, we're seeing an uptick in in suicides and suicide attempts. One of our big local initiatives is we are a pilot program, one of eight nationally, where we are piloting uh, safe storage of guns wear firearms, so that we can not necessarily fight uh, folks, uh, veterans who uh, want to own guns. Uh, Veterans can be quite uh, avid about their gun ownership, but what we're really going to be working on is safe storage and really educating veterans and the community about it. The big idea with safe storage of guns is that from the impulse to commit suicide to action, the goal is to uh, put as much time as possible in that. Um, So with safe storage of guns, uh, the time that someone takes to, for example, find the key to their gun lock or uh, one of the strategies that we're promoting is separating the ammunition from the firearm, the time it takes for them to put that together, uh, what that allows is it allows that really intense crisis impulse to subside a little bit. And the goal is that uh, we can uh, offer support and maybe the veteran would uh, think differently.
3: So I would say everyone has to, right now, today, get someone, I don't know the proper term, but it's like that person you will call before you do anything. And so I have two. And the last time I was like literally done was just July 11th. Like that's not too long ago. So I text my two people. I said, I'm done. I don't want you to fix. I don't want you to save me. I'm just doing my promise I'm just texting you and what it does is creates a gap and it gets you out of your own head because once you're in that downward spiral it's it's almost impossible to get out yourself and then what I like to do is just start writing down or call someone and say can you just write down my thoughts so I can get them out of my head because sometimes when they're in your head it's just too crazy and it's too much and they have so much power but when you see them on Paper, they just lose their power so that that's two things is get that lifeline person and then if you can't reach out there's no one just write it down so you can get it out.
2: So when somebody walks in uh, to our VA uh, they can do that in a number of ways so when folks are in crisis uh, we may hear about that from the veterans crisis line or a veteran Uh, maybe calls our access crisis team, which is a team here locally of uh, clinicians who are available 24-7. What happens is the veteran will come in and we will do a crisis evaluation and find out what will be the best course of action to support the veteran. Uh, Some veterans uh, may be uh, doing okay uh, as long as we can create what's called a suicide prevention safety plan, so they're aware of what they need to do when they're in crisis in the future. Uh, we may uh, send somebody home, but we will always connect them to outpatient mental health care.
1: Initially, what brought me to the VA is my wife saying, you've got a problem, you need to get this fixed. And, you know, you've, the VA is up there, give them a try, had my doubts when I first came up here, whether things would work out, if I could be fixed, because I, for a lot of times, I felt I was completely broken. But I did come up, and a lot of it was prodding from my wife, saying, you know, I don't know how much more of this I can take. Don't wait until it gets so severe that you can't handle it. You know, as soon as it starts getting bad come on in.
3: Some of my friends wouldn't even know I was in the service because I just didn't talk about it because I didn't feel proud about it. So I came home early and then I literally spent like the next nine years in and out of psych wards and hospitals. I wasn't even connected to the VA for probably five years after I got back. So I was just kind of barely making it and then I somehow found out I could get VA care. (laughs) It seems so crazy. So I, I did DBT. I did some groups. Um, I think I, I went through a ton of therapists because I was super judgmental and like, if they would close their eyes too much, I wouldn't go back or I didn't like the way they, I don't know. I was just so going through therapists, like, And so Dr. Tregegas was like my longest standing therapist.
2: Uh, One of the main challenges here at VA and in the community is a lot of people are afraid of being a burden. um, And we really want to create a safe space. So asking somebody if they're suicidal creates a safe and open space so that that person who might be in crisis can let their bags down and actually feel comfortable that they know who they're talking to will support them. We have a lot of support available, and the more that we talk about this, the more we can dispel any stigma and get everybody the support they need.
3: I think it's hard to, like, admit you're a hot mess. Well, like, for me, I, I kind of hid, like, I hid the Army, and I hid so many things for so long because it's it's embarrassing. And then I, I started talking about it, and I'm like, that's what makes an impact, is, like, Being brave enough to stand up here and say, I'm a hot mess, but I care enough to help someone who's in front of me. It's good to be real, I think. Because the more we can be real, the more people know it's okay. Like, it's okay to be human. We have to start talking when we're not okay as much as it's okay not to be okay. And being human is up and down. Being human is getting mad being human is struggling in the same day that you have good and it's not all good or bad or right or wrong it's just human and that's what the world needs is it doesn't need any more perfect people or like people acting fake they need like real people
2: it's uh it's a common misconception that if we ask somebody if they're suicidal that that will lead them to have suicidal thoughts Uh, Research has shown that that is actually not true. Folks who are having suicidal thoughts will uh, be open about it if asked, but if they're not, we know that they will not uh, admit to something that they don't have.
3: My last suicide attempt was August 11, 2013. I was, like, so committed. And then I remember waking up in the VA here just alive and I was so mad I was just like people die from these things and I can't do this good and and I remember thinking all those things the world would be better like I'm such a burden why can't I just get it together and I think it was my therapist here he's like something's gonna have to change because you're gonna die if you don't (sighs) it's it's crazy to me when I meet people now that they just think I'm put together and fine and they'll never know like the crazy the sincere crazy of like 2004 to 2013 like it's just that's interesting I started this website uh, yes to kindness.com and then I got super distracted like people just think I'm nice because I have kindness in my title and then I started talking about kindness and and I would just try to do nice things and Putting the serve in surviving is more important because once you're out there helping someone and then you see that you can make an impact, I think that's where it makes the biggest impact. So then I had this idea to write a book and I did a TEDx talk and turned it into a book and then now I'm here. (laughs) Like now I couldn't have imagined the life I have now. Like people will message me every day. Every day. I'm not kidding every day like I watched your video thank you so much thanks for talking about hard things like I was going to end it and then I saw your post and I didn't Like you don't even know the impact you have or you're going to have or you could have so we have to just stay here you just, just hold on and it will get better
1: it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem a lot of times especially when you're dealing with somebody with MST the the big thing that comes up is I'm the only one this has happened to. A big part of the, the 20 people who commit suicide every day are not connected with the VA in any way. They're outside the VA, so they're not getting therapy and they're not getting help. It is easy to talk to somebody who you relate to, you know, somebody who's a veteran. They may not be in the same service, but they have spent the time in and that's part of the peer support program is so that there is somebody there to to support you. Some of the people come up and just talk to peers and they don't go through therapy but they there are uh peer led groups there are individuals that meet one on one with people there is recreation therapy uh, there is a substance abuse program there are all kinds of different things up here that the VA offers. Come in to the front door. There are people that are there waiting to help you. You can come up and find out what works the best for you. I can think of a couple groups. There's a group for World War II veterans. There's a group for Vietnam veterans and one group called Veterans Experience, which is for any veteran. It's a lot easier to talk to somebody who's, got like experiences who has been deployed. Some of them haven't been deployed but they all have the experience of being in the military and sometimes just need to, to bond with one another. Know that there's somebody out there for you and somebody out there to support you. Vietnam group I know that there's been times that they will have some pretty tough discussions and talking about what it was like coming back from Vietnam, what it was like over there. But there's other times that they'll just sit down and talk about anything and everything. Maybe about fishing, it may be uh, just about anything. But there is a a camaraderie, there is a bond that forms between all these people. And you see them walking down the halls and walking up to people and shaking their hands and patting each other on the back and it's just it's really neat to see to see the the bonds that they do have
3: i i guess i grew up thinking you had to be perfect before you could help someone or you had to have like you had to have money and all this stuff to help people but you don't you just have to notice people and just care and you can see people are hurting and and you can make, make a really big impact definitely come into the va um like I said, I didn't come in for five years after I returned. And it's just nice to know, like, someone that has been to war can have a different conversation than someone just has never been there. So it's if you haven't come in and you've been home for a while and you're just fighting alone, just come in and get help. And and people really care. Her. There was this time I was talking to Dr. tregegas and... I looked at him with the most sincere face and I said, you should really help people. And he just looked at me like I thought I was. But it was just like really so much good comes from people who are like brave enough to get out of bed and help people when they're not okay. I wonder if there will be a day where it's not a thing, but now if it comes, I can get off it faster it's not like I gotta go through this whole big thing I can feel them coming and then kind of get off the ledge faster they still come they still come out of the blue I don't think those thoughts ever I don't know I mean I'll let you know in like 20 years I don't know when arrived looks like so just instead of fighting it or shaming myself I'm just like I'm not getting out of bed today and that's okay because I know next week I can do everything I need to do so just letting go of the self-judgment of actually living with myself (laughs) sometimes it just sucks like it just sucks
2: please if you are in crisis whether you are a veteran or a community member it doesn't matter Please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out. Uh, the, the National Crisis Hotline, again, is 1 800 273 8255. Press one if you're a veteran. Please speak up to trusted individuals in your family, in your community, at your church. Help is here.
3: Today, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I feel, I just feel kind of more peaceful and like nothing's that big of a deal. Where I used to get in a whip about everything, it's just like nothing's that big of a deal. Just be nice. (laughs) That's what I just wish we could all be nice. Just start looking for the good in others, and then you'll see it in yourself. And I wish we could all stop trying to find ourselves and just help each other. You know, say you don't know what your dream is, help someone on their dream, and you'll find yours along the way. So just getting out of that... In your head in your room space just get out and be like how can I serve you and really put the serve in survive that's all
2: if somebody uh, you know is uh, on your radar if somebody you know is perhaps in crisis you notice that their behaviors changed maybe some of those warning signs of suicidality have surfaced first pay attention and do not ignore that please Uh, You can certainly check in with that person and their family to find out how they're doing, see if support is there. Uh, When in doubt, please don't hesitate to call the National Crisis Hotline. So even though we call it the Veterans Crisis Line, uh, anyone can call. And the number is 1-800-273-8255. If you call that number, again, 1-800-273-8255, if you press 1, They'll patch you into military and veteran support. If you don't press anything, they're going to provide you with general community support.